Section 26 of Reviews by Oscar Wilde. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Iswa. Reviews by Oscar Wilde. Edited by Robert Ross. Section 26. Balzac in English. Paul Mall Gazette. September the 13th, 1886. Many years ago, in a number of All the Year Round, Charles Dickens complained that Balzac was very little read in England, and although since then the public has become more familiar with the great masterpieces of French fiction, still it may be doubted whether the comédie humaine is at all appreciated or understood by the general run of novel readers. It is really the greatest monument that literature has produced in our century, and Mr. Taine hardly exaggerates when he says that, after Shakespeare, Balzac is our most important magazine of documents on human nature. Balzac's aim, in fact, was to do for humanity what Buffon had done for the animal creation. As the naturalist studied lions and tigers, so the novelist studied men and women. Yet he was no mere reporter. Photography and procès-verbal were not the essentials of his method. Observation gave him the facts of life, but his genius converted facts into truths, and truths into truth. He was, in a word, a marvellous combination of the artistic temperament with the scientific spirit. The latter he bequeathed to his disciples, the former was entirely his own. The distinction between such a book as M. Zola's L'Assommoir and such a book as Balzac's Illusion Perdue is the distinction between unimaginative realism and imaginative reality. All Balzac's characters, said Baudelaire, are gifted with the same ardour of life that animated himself. All his fictions are as deeply coloured as dreams. Every mind is a weapon loaded to the muzzle with will. The very scullions have genius. He was, of course, accused of being immoral. Few writers who deal directly with life escape that charge. His answer to the accusation was characteristic and conclusive. Whoever contributes his tone to the edifice of ideas, he wrote, whoever proclaims an abuse, whoever sets his mark upon an evil to be abolished, always passes for immoral. If you are true in your portraits, if by dint of daily and nightly toil, you succeed in writing the most difficult language in the world. The word immoral is thrown in your face. The morals of the personages of the comédie humaine are simply the morals of the world around us. They are part of the artist's subject matter. They are not part of his method. If there be any need of censure, it is to life, not to literature, that it should be given. Balzac, besides, is essentially universal. He sees life from every point of view. He has no preferences and no prejudices. He does not try to prove anything. He feels that the spectacle of life contains its own secret. Il crée un monde et se tait. And what a world it is! What a panorama of passions! What a pell-mell of men and women! It was said of Trollope that he increased the number of our acquaintances without adding to our visiting list. 
but after the comédie humaine, one begins to believe that the only real people are the people who have never existed. Lucien de Rubempre, le père Goriot, Ursule Mirouet, Marguerite Classe, the Baron Hulot, Madame Marneffe, le cousin Ponce, de Marsay, all bring with them a kind of contagious illusion of life. They have a fierce vitality about them. Their existence is fervent and fiery-coloured. We not merely feel for them, but we see them. They dominate our fancy and defy scepticism. A steady course of Balzac reduces our living friends to shadows, and our acquaintances to the shadows of shades. Who would care to go out to an evening party to meet Tompkins, the friend of one's boyhood, when one can sit at home with Lucien de Rubempre? It is pleasanter to have the entrée to Balzac society than to receive cards from all the duchesses in Mayfair. In spite of this, there are many people who have declared the comedy men to be indigestible. Perhaps it is. But then what about truffles? Balzac's publisher refused to be disturbed by any such criticism as that. Indigestible, is it? he exclaimed with what for a publisher was rare good sense. Well, I should hope so. Who ever thinks of a dinner that isn't? And our English publisher, Mr. Routledge, clearly agrees with M. Poulet-Malassy, as he is occupied in producing a complete translation of the Comédie Humaine. The two volumes that at present lie before us contain César Birotteau, that terrible tragedy of finance, and L'Illustre Gaudissart, the apotheosis of the commercial traveller, the Duchesse de Langeais, most marvellous of modern love stories, le chef dœuvre inconnu, from which Mr. Henry James took his Madonna of the Future, and that extraordinary romance, Une Passion dans le Désert. The choice of stories is quite excellent, but the translations are very unequal, and some of them are positively bad. L'illustre Gaudissart, for instance, is full of the most grotesque mistakes, mistakes that would disgrace a schoolboy. Bon conseil vous un oeil dans la main, is translated, good advice is an egg in the hand. Ecus rebelle is rendered rebellious lucre and such common expressions as faire la barbe, attendre la vente, n'entendre rien, pâlir sur une affaire, are all mistranslated. Des bois de quoi se faire un cure-dent is not a few trees to slice into toothpicks, but as much timber as would make a toothpick. Son horloge enfermée dans une grande armoire oblongue is not a clock which he kept shut up in a large oblong closet, but simply a clock in a tall clock case. Journal viager is not an annuity, garce is not the same as farce, and dessin des Indes are not drawings of the Indies. On the whole, nothing can be worse than this translation, and if Mr. Routledge wishes the public to read his version of the Comédie humaine, he should engage translators who have some slight knowledge of French. César Birotteau is better, though it is not by any means free from mistakes. To suffer under the maximum is an absurd rendering of subir le maximum. Perse is chins, not Persian chins. Rendre le pain béni is not to take the wafer. Rivière is hardly a fillet of diamonds. And to translate, son cœur avait un calus à l'endroit du loyer, by his heart was a callus in the direction of a lease, is an insult to the two languages.
on the whole, the best version is that of the Duchesse de Langer, though even this leaves much to be desired. Such a sentence as, to imitate the rough logician who marched before the Pyronians while denying his own movement, entirely misses the point of Balzac's imiter le rude logicien qui marchait devant les Pyroniens qui niait le mouvement. We fear Mr. Routledge's edition will not do. It is well printed and nicely bound, but his translators do not understand French. It is a great pity, for La Comédie Humaine is one of the masterpieces of the age. Balzac's novels in English, The Duchesse de Langeais and Other Stories, César Birotteau, Routledge and Sons. End of section 26. Balzac in English.